Hi, this is John Beethan, and this is episode 47, titled Breakup Rehab, Start Over Stronger with Rebecca Freedom on the AlternativeHealthTools.com podcast, where together we discover alternative health tools and wisdom from practitioners and experts. This is the second in a continuation of a three-part series with Rebecca, which started with episode 46, Addiction Counseling Transform Now, which if you haven't heard it, we suggest you listen to that one first. It can be found at www.alternativehealthtools.com. You can go to the menu option for episode listings to find any episode you might be looking for. And like all three of the episodes with Rebecca, the show notes contain the rich list of her quotes, books, and resource links she mentions on the show. There's always a little bit of awkwardness when you're a human pursuing a spiritual path or you're a human uh, trying to understand love. Mm. Again, it's going to be messy. You're going to trip over yourself. You're not going to stick the landing. It's going to take some time. And above all else, love has a learning curve. If you've come to the end of your relationship, you've gone through the season of elation of like, I met, I was so excited, whether it was one day or 20 years or whatever that looked like. And you had that, re- that, that exchange that happened. And inevitably, it comes to an end, it creates a chasm and creates this abyss <laughs> kind of time. So I took the 12 steps and recrafted them to make a new 12 steps that really handhold people through the process of ending the relationship they had and getting the relationship they actually want. Welcome back, Rebecca. It's actually, for everyone listening, it's Rebecca Freedom. This is number two of three, mm-hmm. because it was obvious from uh, the last episode on addiction that we weren't done yet. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning back in and listening. Um, we're going to be talking about love and relationships, and specifically breakup rehab today. Dear to my heart. <laughs> Pun intended. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> I just want to say for everybody out there that I don't really know what your relationship quandary is or what questions you have, but I do know for sure that Breakup Rehab, Start Over Stronger, my book, is the answer. Nice. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've checked Amazon lately. We I've been pushing sales to the book because I know it's going to go away soon. Yeah. So you want to repeat that at the top here in terms of where they can get it? Sure, yeah. So if you go to Amazon.com and you just type in Breakup Rehab, this uh, book will come up and you'll be like, is this about relationships or the zombie apocalypse? <laughs> <laughs> Which when you're going through a breakup, it feels like that. And yeah. I was at the time and making design decisions. So that's you'll see a, a red cover. And um, to the point of it going away, mm. I it's getting shopped to different publishing houses right now. So there's, there's a ticking, there's a, a clock ticking on how soon uh, it will go into the hands of publishing houses versus being an indie project. Mm-hmm. I think there was what, 10 left or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. 
just time to like go get the book, especially if you're going through mm-hmm. a breakup right now. Mm-hmm. So there's this is going to be a rich topic, like multi-layered. Just relationship is the stage which the drama of our life plays out on. Mm-hmm. So before you get started, I also wanted to mention, um, I suggest people go listen to the episode on addiction, which is the one before this. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Start with addiction, do this one, and mm-hmm. then we'll finish up, we promise, with love. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, we'll take you through the journey. And, and um, just to recap, Mm-hmm. from our last episode. So addiction is really something that impacts all of us. And uh, and addiction is anything that you do that prevents you from feeling your feelings. Mm-hmm. So to the point, to, to take that into today's conversation, like why breakup rehab? Like why? Why does it exist? Why is it, uh, wh- what brought it into form and all of those things? And I'll say the one thing is that relationships are messy. They're a really, hmm. they're very like sort of messy, uh, chaotic, so unfolding, whether you're trying to get into a romantic relationship, right? Vying for that. And I know there's several people that are all over the internet Googling how to find the one, mm-hmm. right? And there's even a book, Calling in the One, that has this massive movement, um, and you're a proponent of true love. Yes. That needs to be said as well. Yes. Yeah. This is, I was just thinking to myself. She's smiling really yeah. big. I know you can't see her. But. <laughs> yes, I am. Love is awesome. I was thinking to myself today about the authenticity of, um, of humans trying to figure out the spiritual thing because they're like, mm-hmm. love is everywhere. Love is abounds, you know, mm-hmm. love actually love, love, love. And, that there's always a little bit of awkwardness when you're a human pursuing a spiritual path or you're a human uh, trying to understand love. Mm. Again, it's going to be messy. You're going to trip over yourself. You're not going to stick the landing. It's going to take some time. And above all else, love has a learning curve, Mm. right? I remember you had said that last time. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to reinforce that, that we have a little mercy with ourselves whatever stage we're in in our dating lives, whether it is single and searching mm-hmm. or um, single and happy, at least single or single and just bitter, <laughs> or mm-hmm. or if you are um, in a relationship and you're elated mm-hmm. and you're like, this is, and I hate this phrase and it's Grey's Anatomy's fault, Shonda Rhimes' fault for this is my person. I found my person. You're like, come on. There's lots of people. <laughs> There's seven billion plus, you know, and running. The tally is running. So out of that, you found the one person, right? So wink, nod. Um, <laughs> but if you're there, if you're in that place and you're blissed out and elated, and you you are growing and learning, because when you bring two people together, that's a whole sea of and a whole ocean of possibility that comes together, right? You have. I was thinking about boyfriends I've had, one who was really into um, fast motorcycles. And that's something that I was like, I'm clearly a Harley girl. What are you doing on that crotch rocket? But you know, <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? But that was his thing. And it kind of opened my world to a whole other 
mm-hmm. uh, whole other level of experiences. And I think that's like the richness of coming together. And the surprises. Yeah. Yeah. The surprises and the nuances of, of a person's personality. And, and it feels so exciting when it first happens, right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. biologically, your neurons are like, Ooh, <laughs> you got all these like, um, good feeling, uh, neurotransmitters firing off being like, this is great. I feel excited. I feel happy. I feel alive. I feel alive. I feel. And so if people are in that stage, that's amazing. It's still, especially on the biological level, it's pretty messy because our, um, what, uh, fires together, wires together. So that means that our nerves are sort of like highways. And when you repeat something, um, you do it because your body wants to be efficient it doesn't mm-hmm. want to have to like learn something new every single day. But when you first meet somebody, mm. um, endorphins rush into your body because that's your body being like, we have to expend a lot of energy and we have to lay down this map really quickly. And there's nothing uh, that builds a map faster than oxytocin, the bonding. And so you create this highway that says, I like this person. And I wake up and I see their face and life is good. This is good. This is good. This is good. And then that's why you feel elated in the beginning. And then there's the season of like the power struggle. Mm. <laughs> know anything about that where you like get with somebody and you're just like, wait a minute, I I don't like how you do that. That's annoying. That's why are you doing it that way? <laughs> you know, like that sort of. Yeah, my, my one is uh, uh, keep leaving the lights on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just shut them off. Just turn the lights off <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. You know, get a job, move out of your parents' basement, <laughs> you know, big, small, whatever. But there's that season of where you're like, okay, well, now are we going to grow together? Mm-hmm. We're going to grow this thing together. And and there's different skill sets that support the growth of that love, that richness, that mm-hmm. relationship, mm-hmm. where people can start to... Um, get into new interests and and their partner can be supportive of that or they can have negotiations and communications and 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 flourish inside of that construct of relationship and um, whether I would say that monogamy is one of the more supportive uh, constructs for for deepening into relationship I'll go on record <laughs> I'll go on record to say that that um, polyamory is we've seen a surge in that in the sense that you have your primary partner, but you have other boyfriends and girlfriends, and it's a response to a generation that grew up with parents that were cheating or having hmm. affairs, and they thought, well, open I'll, marriages, yeah, or what? Yeah, hippie hippies, <laughs> or whatever executives. It doesn't really. Uh, discriminate, so to speak. So um, there's a lot of different ways to do relationship, but I would say that the blueprint, generally speaking, is that you meet, you fall in love, you enjoy the honeymoon period, you court, you don't sleep together on the first night, (laughs) and uh, it leads to engagement and then to the higher commitment of marriage. And in marriage, it's a monogamous marriage where it's like the two of you are working together as a team. And for some, that'll mean having a family, mm-hmm. which is an enterprise 
<laughs> unto itself. And um, yeah, when you when you have kids, you just you turn into like a CFO and a CEO and a, you know know it all. No, and janitor. Yeah, and janitor. And tons of hats. No, you know all of it and you know nothing at the mm-hmm. same time. And then that relationship will sometimes carry through until death do us part, right? That's the, I think that's the pinnacle blueprint that we've been running with for mm-hmm. eons. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a ballpark <laughs> of eons. That, that would be the blueprint. But what's actually happening now, what I, what I've witnessed as a, as a counselor, um, who's really specialized in the area of relationship now going on uh, five and a half years is that technology has shifted quite a lot. It has. Yeah, it has. And I know that some of you are staring down at your Tinder app right now. (laughs) (laughs) So swiping, you know, you're doubling down because you can't do more than 12 things at once because that would be boring. So, um, you know, music in the background, coffee in front of you, swiping on the app, listening to this. The most important thing is you're listening to this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And all those other things sort of represent not being here. Not being here, not being present. Right. Yeah. So I see um, there, I just watched this really cute thing. You know, the the onion at yes, all? Yes, of course. Shout out to them. They just, they're just so good. So uh, they said that there is like brain dead daughter wants to be euthanized by parents. And it was really just a kid on her phone, you know, just <laughs> making, <laughs> just like, ugh. Mm. <laughs> and they're like, you know, she's just not there anymore. She's just, <laughs> and this is, it's interesting because the, there's something about the, the fast reward of having a mm-hmm. phone or a tablet or just now, 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 where you don't build tolerance for discomfort and, or character per se. Um, and so in that you kind of build a little bit of entitlement, like Louis CK is really great. He's, he's like, when you get on a plane, everybody should be like, wow, (laughs) (laughs) we're in the air going 600 miles per hour, but they're in their seats being like, it doesn't, it doesn't go back. It doesn't, uh," you know, like, and so that we just can lose the ability to be thankful or to be present. And, and in that, it creates this like, oh, this, and everybody knows it, that desperation, just that like, I'm not getting filled. I don't feel satiated. I have more, more, more to the point of what we talked about in the last podcast, addiction creates addiction. I have to like keep filling this void up with like more and more electronics, more things and and disposable things, mostly we've created disposable sort of relationships. And, um, I see, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. 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 I've been trying to, I've been trying to explain to myself what I've been observing. Yeah. Just locally moving into mm-hmm. Encinitas and stuff in terms of relationship, disposable relationship. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. So for, I'm not a big fan of that. No, I mean, like I think about the clothing lines that are out there, H and M and Forever Twenty One, mm-hmm. and you can go buy a five dollars shirt, and you're like, oh yeah, this is so cute. <laughs> I look so good for like the one time you wear it, and then you wash it, and it's just falls apart. Yeah, it disintegrates more or less. And you get like, 
you get, you know, you get maybe, maybe a half a year out of it before mm-hmm. you're like, screw it. And it goes to Goodwill or just in the bin and then you're around again. So I want to say that, that in the age of Instagram and the picture capturing just like the perfect angle, the perfect lighting, the whatever, yeah. um, yeah. that, that we do that with relationships. Oh my God, this looks so good. It feels like so good. <laughs> This is going to be like amazing. And people are so intense. You like meet them. And I've gone through this in the dating world. You meet them and they're like, let's go to Europe together. I'm like, girl, I haven't even met you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have like, there's this thing in between us called a phone and texting. And I don't know your your face or your mannerisms or any of that. And, and there's just this rush. It's just push, 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 push. Where in the world is that coming from? It's the disconnect. Mm. It's like in this hurry to mm. connect, we're disconnected. We're disassociated. And the best explanation of disassociation that I've come to understand is that um, is a term called splitting. Mm-hmm. So our mind or our body becomes a traumatic place for our spirit to rest in, right? Like, if you think mm. of coming home to a house that's full of clutter and full of just, you know, angry, yelling parents, you don't want to hang out there. You're going to mm. want to go somewhere more peaceful. Your soul or your essential self is sort of the same way. It's like, I want to just go somewhere peaceful. But we also get uh, habituated to chaos. So I mention all of this because... Breakups are happening at such a rapid rate, you know, it's just as fast as people are like the fast and furious one and done dating relationships. Like he wasn't rich enough. He wasn't cute enough. She didn't have big enough boobs. She wasn't whatever. She didn't meet my criteria, my like vision board. (laughs) (laughs) Like I totally made a collage and this is what she's supposed to look like. And she's not. So I'm going to dump her. Screw it. Cause there's, because that's the thing, is there's always another girl. There's always another guy, right? And um, before we go into the steps of breakup rehab, and before we really dive into this, I, I just want to make sure that I'm laying the groundwork for people to understand that it's not weird you're Googling how to have a relationship, right? You're literally, your primary relationship is with your electronics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. You know? Yep. Like where you would call maybe, and this is not, I want to say, this is a generalization because I know there's different cultures where you do, you do go to your elders, you do go to your mom, your dad, your grandma, you have conversations about, well, what do you think about this? And, and you bounce those ideas off and, and there's, um, there's relationships that really foster perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Where you don't have to necessarily do it because it's the old country way of doing things or the tradition. It's it's like there's room for self-discovery and exploration. And, and those are the deep, rich, familial relationships, you know, that provide like a loving template where you're like, my dad was a hard worker and my mom really like took care of the home or verse, vi- uh, verse visa, <laughs> vice versa. Mom was a hard worker 
hard worker and dad really like protected us and he stayed home and whatever, or our moms were amazing moms or our dads. Oh my gosh. I'm so lucky to have two dads or I'm so so lucky to have four Christmases, (laughs) (laughs) you know, whatever that is. I just want to say that, that there, there is, um, there's, there are structures that support like the, the cultivation of, an exploration of like knowing yourself through mm. actual relationship and the generalization is most of us, our primary relationship is with our electronics. Yeah. Without a mirror. Mm-hmm. Oh. Right. Yeah. Without a mirror, without that. So like, y- yeah, obviously I'm referring to, you know, real, real relationships, mm-hmm. like the person I'm sitting across from, <laughs> you know, there's a mirror, there's a thing going on. We reflect each other. Mm hmm. Yeah. So to that, and, and, and yeah. by the way, developer out there, don't get some idea you're going to create an app to replace this. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's probably already. And, and if, you, if if you did, I don't really want it. This is much more enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, like face to face meeting, having you know, hugging all of those things, hugging and connecting, and all of those are things that are so important. So. um so what I want to say is that, again, uh, the model of breakup rehab was taken mm. from AA, was taken from the 12 steps. And when you read the 12 steps, you really get the development of a spiritual relationship, right? Like, of course, the taking inventory, making amends, um, admitting your your character deficits, like all of those things really produce a sense of, um, of humility and ability to be in relationship. Nicely said. Yeah. With yourself, with your higher power and ultimately with other people so that your primary relationship isn't alcohol, drugs, pornography, shopping, you know, uh, again, and even using people using people is a huge, huge piece. So from that, let's stop the the using and start the relating. And that's why you need breakup rehab. If you've come to the end of your relationship, you've gone through the season of elation of like, I met, I was so excited, whether it was one day or 20 years or whatever that looked like. And you had that, re- that, that exchange that happened and inevitably it comes to an end. It creates a chasm and creates this abyss <laughs> kind of time. And so I took the 12 steps and recrafted them to make a new 12 steps that really handhold people through the process of um, ending the relationship they had mm-hmm. and getting the relationship they actually want. Mm-hmm. They actually want. <laughs> Thus, the subtitle, start over stronger. Yes. Yeah. The, that doesn't mean you're going to be like perfect, right? No, no. And that, and I thank you for mentioning that word because somewhere in the nomenclature, I think somewhere along the lines, perfect got mm. replaced for union. Perfect union. got replaced for union. Yeah. So mm. we strive for like this 
closed, tight, individual perfection. Hair is done right. Makeup's done right. You got the right suit on. You got the right car. You got the, the, you know, you're, you're like for success. Yeah. You're firing all seven deadly sins. (laughs) 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 Boom, boom, bing, bing. Like greed, envy, sloth, you know, like you got all of it. You've all, all of it going. Um, and we're esteeming it. We're like, look at that guy. He's successful, right? He's, he's perfect. But we know the story as old as time, which is that people can be perfect and not happy mm-hmm. and not happy. And really, I love Gabrielle Bernstein. Her tagline is be the happiest person, you know, <laughs> be that. Hi, Gabby. Thanks for listening. Clearly. I know you are. And, um, <laughs> And she uh, she wrote a book called The Spirit Junkie because she did this whole thing. Super successful young, got into cocaine, and then poof, it didn't, a surprise, shocker, didn't work. And then she found the Book of Miracles, not the Book of Miracles. <laughs> like, that would be just glitter and fairy dust. The Course in Miracles. <laughs> the Course in Miracles, right? Which is not fairy dust. It's, it's like definitely hardcore, like concentrated step-by-step spirituality, I would say. Uh, That's the best way I can describe it right now. I'm only on chapter three, so let's visit me next year when I'm through the whole thing. And done. And yeah, I'll have stuck the landing. I'll be like, cool, I've I've no more growth to do. Just going to hang out and run the circuit like Marianne Williamson and Deepak Chopra and Wayne Dyer. I'm just going to, you know. Well, isn't Wayne Dyer dead? Oh, he's still on the circuit. Yes, he is. <laughs> I noticed that I keep getting his email. <laughs> he's, he's like Tupac and Biggie. He's still out there. <laughs> so, so, uh, so anyway, to that, to that point, um, I, I want to say that you know, perfection is, it's just this thing that we've mistaken for happiness. But real happiness is union, is relationship, the ability to relate, to come together. And if you are at that point where you're Googling how to get my ex back, or what do you do after a relationship, or how to, you know, lose weight because you're trying to save your relationship, or how to spice up your sex life, cayenne pepper is obviously the answer. (laughs) 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 Don't actually do that. It's painful. And, um, you've tried it. Yeah. Both caught an accident and that's a whole other story. Just say, if your boyfriend's cutting jalapenos, make sure he washes his hands thoroughly. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. Yeah. So when people break up and tell them, okay, this is going to suck. Obviously. But the thing that you need to know is that there is something bigger. There's something more. There's something else to unify with. And it's a step-by-step basis. Step-by-step basis. So, And as you said last time, you can't skip. You cannot skip steps. So let's let's kick it off from the beginning of breakup rehab, start over stronger. So the first step is forgive by no longer holding yourself or others hostage to the past. Like 
go big or go home. <laughs> you know, like I'm going to read it again for people who are listening and get off the Google, yeah. <laughs> put down the Yahoo, you know, like, listen, really listen. The first step after you've gone through a breakup, after you've, you know, given your heart, like opened yourself to the risk of falling in love and then being hurt because of it. The first step is to forgive by no longer holding yourself or others hostage to the past. Simply, you did the best you could with what you had where you are. That's your skill set. That's where your skill set was. That's where it might stay, or it could even go, you know, digress even more. But if you want, <laughs> if you want some other, maybe there's another possibility. If you want another possibility, then, you know, follow me through the rest of the steps. And step two is, own your part by taking full responsibility for the restoration of your sanity. Now think about it, right? Oh, I, I have. <laughs> like think about it. Like think about when you fall in love with somebody, mm-hmm. you lose your mind, gone, mm-hmm. right? You you feel like your heart's just like wee, <laughs> it's just running, <laughs> and your you know, and your naughty bits are like woo, <laughs> or whatever. And, and you lose it. You kind of, you kind of lose your faculty and you go a little bit crazy and makes you do things you thought you'd never do. Yeah. 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 Or where you're just like, I clearly have the nicer house. Why am I going to your place? You know, like, (laughs) or, um, I, I can think about just some of the, I mean, just the crazy things and, and, and then it really exposes the crazy that was already there inside of us from our upbringing too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If we have codependent, you know, codependent tendencies, those will come out and you kind of lose your sanity in the process. So that's why I say like, own it, just own it. This is like who I am, where I am in my life yeah. and take responsibility. And then in doing that, it'll restore your sanity. It's, you haven't even begun to like really chip the iceberg yet because there's still there's like ten still, steps left. Yeah, there's still more to go. So, number three is make a continual commitment to act from a place of wisdom. Mm. So, um, when you get together, there is this agreement that happens of like, okay, so I'm not going to sleep with anybody else, and you're not going to sleep with anybody else. We're going to be loyal to each other. We're going to, you know, like or whatever your initial commitment is. But that commitment is something that happens uh, at the beginning of your relationship. And obviously, it's just the weirdest feeling in the world when you break up with somebody because you're like, dude, you are my best friend. You know more about me than I know about myself. And now that commitment, that thing that we said, that oath is like dissolving which is hard, which is hard. So what happens though is when that dissolves, wisdom rushes in. You now have a new perspective, right? You have a new way of approaching life because you've experienced it. Which moves to step number four, trade your judgment for curiosity and compassion. So... Everybody out there who's like, I'm too fat, I'm too thin, I'm too tall, I'm not the right race, I don't I make enough money, judge, 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 judgy judgersons, <laughs> you know, everybody out there who's playing Judge Judy, take off your robe, <laughs> you 
you know, and just know that compassion comes from a place of saying, me too, I'm not alone in this, you know, I'm not the only person in the world going through a breakup, although it feels like it. There's, there's people to provide, to provide you support, i.e. me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, we will give out the website, folks. We'll PSA later. (laughs) So, um, step five, uncover your unique life purpose by saving your own life. So this gets where, this is where the responsibility really starts to ramp up, Mm -hmm. right? Like I got to kind of own my choices. And then step six is take a fearless inventory of where your choices have led you. Like, oh, there's the primrose path, you know? And here's the thing. Don't get mad at yourself. Like feeling guilty for feeling guilty or feeling mad for feeling mad or, you know, feeling fat for being fat. No, that's, that's, not, that's not right. <laughs> but, but the other two, yeah. And where we just like shame ourselves for our shame. And rather than that, you just, you can just step up and be like, Hey, I'm a powerful creator. I have the ability to make new choices. I can choose and choose and choose. And I made some choices that resulted in this outcome. This outcome is really uncomfortable. I don't like it. There's very, there's a few of you who are feeling relieved that you're done with the relationship, but still let's acknowledge it's painful to go through this level of transition, right? So now you have to make a new set of choices to take the next step, which is focus on what's working for you and what you're truly thankful for. Mm. Right. Eye on the prize. (laughs) What's working. How can I make, like, I just thought about the million miracles that we just take for granted every day, breathing, seeing, like if you have a healthy body and, uh, if you, even if your body is not healthy, you can smile, you can still be a blessing to someone's life. You know, you matter you matter. So focus on that. Focus on the positive things. Gratitude. Boom. Every time. Gratitude every time. And step number eight is travel your unique path. There is something set specifically for you, whether you want to call it destiny or, uh, or meant to be or whatever, or something that uh, Disney has appropriated. <laughs> <laughs> Then that's yours. It's yours. Your life is yours. It's this is a very precious gem that's been given to you, right? And and we're all diamonds in the making. Under pressure. <laughs> under pressure. pressure. <laughs> that's like all I know from that song, right? Like yeah. does anybody know the rest of the lyrics besides the actual band? Probably not. Um step number I have like no segue. <laughs> Like I just went like travel unique path, went to like an old eighties song. Now I'm going to step nine. I just want to say this is how random relationships are too. Sometimes <laughs> that's my segue. <laughs> so number nine, recognize the strength in your vulnerability. Right? How do you, I mean when you hear the word vulnerability? Like what comes up for you? You're asking me, right? I am asking you. Being honest with oneself. That's, I mean, and being able to honestly answer to myself, but also to another. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's so aki, which is awkward in Californian. Aki? <laughs> <laughs> aki. It's awkward. Well, what's after this book? A dictionary? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. The rehab dictionary? <laughs> yeah. Right. Urban dictionary, watch out. 
<laughs> so, no, I just being vulnerable feels mm. awkward. It feels yeah, it, does. it doesn't. It's like because mm. it feels like with this information I'm giving you, can mm-hmm. you hurt me? Mm-hmm. Can you turn around and hurt me? And I think that the natural proclivity is to avoid. Mm-hmm. that level of hurt. So you just keep the shield up, right? You run whatever you're most comfortable, whatever pattern you're most comfortable in. Um, for some people, it's like hypersexuality. They can show up in this really like super like um, scandally plaid. I just said scandally plaid. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. This like, oh, it's like the Irish show up and they're just walking around like little sluts. <laughs> scandally plaid. <laughs> <laughs> so if you show up in that space and that's your mo right you'll just hang out there but to deviate from that and to show up you know normal or whatever whatever normal is other than that pattern that keeps you protected and safe feels awkward mm-hmm. feels awkward it feels new and um and ultimately those are the relationships that end up being the most precious yeah. Well, I was going to say this may be off mm-hmm. the subject, but when I actually embrace that, mm-hmm. I feel sober. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Rehab. <laughs> You're rehabbing. Yeah. You're rehabbing the addiction of the perpetual behavior that's not getting you what you want anyway because mm-hmm. you're not feeling your feelings. Mm-hmm. So I say in here, vulnerability is you feeling your feelings and you being able to show up in that space. And when you do that, you then have the relationships that you actually want. Mm-hmm. You actually want. And that's why I'm saying, like, I take people from the relationship they've had mm-hmm. and develop them through these steps to get to the relationship they actually want and it takes vulnerability it also takes three more steps (laughs) so here we go be true to you and maintain integrity while moving forward right so we all have the we all seen the the hang in there poster from fourth grade with the cat (laughs) just hang in there and right next to it was something be true to you (laughs) kind of posters so we we know this message, right? Mm-hmm. We know we we know the sort of tagline, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I don't know that we like know it. <laughs> walk it. That we walk it. Hang it. Yeah. Hang with it. Hang with it. Yeah. Yeah. They, it's just sort of like, oh, that's nice. That's Let's all. go hang out. Let's go hang. <laughs> yeah. It's like a Hallmark card. But um, and here's what I want to say though is to be um, to have a little discernment about this piece too because. Be true to you is uh, is something that you'll learn through experience, mm-hmm. and you'll learn it more so on when you weren't true to yourself, when you mm-hmm. didn't follow your mm-hmm. instincts, when you told that person too much and they hurt you, when you got fired from that job for doing something that you thought was right, you know, that you were following your own moral compass. And and that's what I want to say. There's There's an underpinning sense of of justice and morality and trust and truth. And um, on the opposite side of the seven sins, the virtues, the seven virtues, Google it. (laughs) I don't have them memorized. Um, Is when you show up in that space, you start to really get a rhythm of who you are. The best description I had, and let me see if I can get this out correctly, is that you are not your comings and goings. You are the thing witnessing your comings and goings, right? You're the thing. I got that. 
Do you got it? Oh, yeah. No, that's what I like about doing this with you is I'm getting it. Yeah. Right? No, I got it. It's, It's, yeah, it's a step back and look mm -hmm. and just see what you're doing. Mm -hmm. The comings and goings. Right. Like that each day has its own, its own, as you sow, so, so, (laughs) as you sow, this is really old school, so shall you reap. Right? What you put in, you get out. And that's how you Remember learn. Last, you. last week I said, mm-hmm. the man with the most wood gets the warmest blaze, right? Yeah. Yeah. Bingo. Bingo. Yeah. So the part of that, though, is to maintain integrity while moving forward after your breakup. So okay. people are drunk dialing, they're, they're, you know, Facebook stalking their exes, they're, which has become like normal. People just like joke about it. Like it's before, and here's the crazy thing about social media is you can like, if you go on a blind date, it's not blind. You've looked at every social media thing. <laughs> You've looked at his old girlfriends. You're like, who's that? You're like already jealous. You just don't even know this person. And you're like starting with jealousy, which is not integrity. And um, <clears throat> just FYI. And I want to say that, like, the thing that I learned is jealousy is not wanting another person to have what they have, but envy is thinking, I'll never have that. Mm. I'll never have that. And and both of these take you out of integrity because you become fixated on your lack. I can't have this. I can't have this. I can't have this. Integrity really is that sense of self, right? Like I'm walking in my truth and I can feel my feelings. This is painful going through this breakup. Um, I am, I am getting lessons out of it. I can own up to the things that I did that have may have created this. And sometimes, honestly, I just want people to really hear this is relationships have an expiration date. Mm. Some relationships have an expiration date. They're like milk. that way. So you can say like, I did everything right, quote unquote, I showed up, I was a dutiful wife, I was a dutiful husband, I was loyal, like I I never, I did everything that I was supposed to do, but it ended anyway. And to say that sometimes that's, that's part of your site map, your life map. So the thing is, uh, to feel your feelings, maintain integrity, and whether you want to or not, you're going to move forward. It's happening right now. Look, it just happened. It just happened again. Oh, you're moving forward. Good job. All right, two more steps. Embrace the reality that relationships are a place to give. So um, for those of you out there like me, I listen to a lot of the thought leaders in the world. And Tony Robbins was the one who, Anthony Robbins or Tony, whichever you know, either or, uh, was the one who brought this. It's like, this is where you show up to give. This is, you know, and and again, a lot of people start on the foot of like, what can I get out of this, right? Like, what kind of pleasure can I get out of this? Like, I just want to, um, <laughs> as they said, like, drive by relationships, just have sex and then leave. And and um, thank you, rap videos, for reminding us women that we're hoes and we're just meant to be used and pretty much the patriarchy for the last 200,000 years, <laughs> you know, that, and, and that being said, conversely, we get gold diggers, like women that are just kind of looking to men so they can not work, right? They don't have to like do the deep work of finding their purpose. They can just buy their Louis Vuittons and feel moderately good. 
Kardashians, um, which I don't want to keep up with anymore, but it's hard to miss you with your asses being so big. <laughs> Just saying as a side note, stop keeping up with the Kardashians. Stop it. Like stop that kind of focus and, um, and really realize that you can't give if you don't already feel it inside of you, if you're not connected to that place. And the last step, the last step, drum roll, please. The last step is start over stronger and share true connection. So in the last podcast, what we talked about was that the antithesis of addiction is not sobriety, it's connection. It's connection. It's being able to to show up vulnerable, to own your, you know, own your shit and be able to, to be in connection. So, uh, so these are the steps of breakup rehab. How'd I do? (laughs) Very well. See, see what I did there? Asked for validation and I got it. That's connection folks. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) No, it's good. Yeah. Where do most people have their, uh, which step do they have the most problem with? I mean, are there people that just like, they read all, all of them and then they go, I'm not even going to take step one. Mm. I, I shouldn't say that. Right. That's not fair. Somebody's not going to get this book and not work on it, right? Yeah, well, my sense is that the um, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this podcast, it's not an error. It's not an accident. Right. right? right. Or if you came across breakup rehab, it's not like, oops, mm-hmm. I found like the manual for mm-hmm. getting over mm-hmm. a breakup. It's, uh, it's, it's meant to be there in your life. And so I always say that there's some level of willingness or readiness there. Um, albeit resistance might be the priority <laughs> at that time <laughs> where we just are having our, our tantrum. Um, I just want what I want when I want it. Raise your hand, which I am right now, if that's you. <laughs> we all just want what we want when we want it. Um, and even if we get it, it still requires work. I have I have my clients. I I like to sort of jokingly say I get people what they want. Um, and this has happened time and time again with my clients, whether they're going through a breakup or a divorce and they, they want to just feel like they're their strong selves. And so we build that and we make that happen. Or a client who went through a divorce who wanted to get the girl, well, he got the girl that he wanted. Now he's like, oh no, <laughs> right? So it's, it's like this, this, uh, this destination mindset kind of gets us in trouble, right? Like, oh, if I do the 12 steps, then it'll be cruise control after that. And maybe for a little bit, right? But, but planes have to go through turbulence to take off. (laughs) You know, we have, we, that's the pattern of life. So to answer your question, what step is the hardest? Um, Just taking the first step is always the hardest. Always. They always say that getting to the gym is the hardest part of working out. Getting there. Yeah. Yeah. Just getting there. There was a point in my life Mm -hmm. when I was in Santa Fe Mm -hmm. where I was in a breakup. Mm -hmm. And because I was involved in native practices and wisdom, Mm -hmm. I had heard from a Hopi a thousand days Hmm. in between. Mm -hmm. And I decided to embrace that. Hmm. 
I lasted about 800. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. It's no, it wasn't. Yeah. No, yeah. but I understood the wisdom behind it. Because mm-hmm. initially my response mm-hmm. is to like run out, try to fill the void, go to a bar, meet somebody. Oh, I'll just have a, you know, whatever. Right. But, you know, it's like um, lately what I've been experiencing mm-hmm. is just sort of like don't move until you see it, mm. you know? And then, and then looking around and going, what's, what's in my life that I'm grateful for? Mm. That's a guitar. Mm-hmm. I decided to get a case for it and buy some strings yeah. and a winder and mm-hmm. some polish. Mm-hmm. And so and I haven't played guitar for, oh gosh, 30 years. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm, that could be my primary relationship for a while, right? Just to feel that energy flow through you, the creative that's energy. It. That's yeah. it. And that's even part of um, the Ayurvedic system of chakras, right? The mm-hmm. energy centers that run through our body, mm-hmm. our root chakra at the very base of our spine, our second chakra is just below, below our navel. And that's the um, the color orange is what it is. And it's the chakra of like creativity, sexual expression. Mm-hmm. But again, creativity. Creativity. Creativity, right? Yeah. Like. And, well, that's all I want to be involved in right now. Yeah, and and that really it, and that there's something really sweet because when you have two bodied communion, when you're having sex and stuff like that, it's a very if you're if you're coming from that connected place, it's very creative, right? Mm-hmm. What I want to say too, though, is that if you are coming from a disconnected place, it's also destructive, and destruction is a form of creation. Mm-hmm. All right, Kali. Yeah. Destruction is a form of creation. It's ripping apart something so something new can be formed. Mm-hmm. So what I want to say that in my 20s, it took me a lot of practice and partying. <laughs> <laughs> but mostly practice to figure out, like, this type of relationship hurts, right? The the one and done, the hookup, the... And and I think a lot of people in their twenties, you are just figuring that out, right? The the manual, the rules have been thrown out. Like mm-hmm. there's gender fluidity now, and, and and I'm not saying this is good, bad, right, or wrong. Either of those things, I'm just saying um, because if you want to just back up a couple decades where we had really clearly defined uh, gender roles, what men did and what women did. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw women on Valium and men on whiskey, you know, like screwing their secretaries. So it's not really like one is better than the other. It's not like heterosexuals have really stuck the landing on marriage. Yeah. I'm talking to you. <laughs> Everybody's out there. Who's like, wants to be self-righteous about like, well, we just know how to do this. No, you don't. 50% divorce rate. <laughs> you know, so, um, so finding whether it is your, your primary relationship is with another human and you're creating this thing called relationship. Oh man, sweet. That vehicle is sweet. It's a sweet vehicle just to, to, to combine creative forces. And, um, I really appreciate the, the Bible verse that says where two or more are gathered together, the spirit of the Lord is there. Now, don't get hung up on the term, Lord. Just say creativity, right? Where two people come together, like we're doing right now. It's a principle. And you collaborate. It yeah. creates something. It creates this like well, magic, if you will. Yes. You know? To me, it's numerology. Mm. One, two, three. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. One, two, three. And I love threes. Mm-hmm. 
That's a trinity, right? Yep. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, or in the Celtic tradition, the there it shows up a lot of different places. So, um, so as far as relationship goes, it is the third thing that gets created between two people. It, it, it kind mm-hmm. of is an entity unto itself, and yeah, and um, to the point of breaking up, that's a relationship too, right? So one of the, so you're saying breakup? Yeah, go ahead. Is a relationship. Mm-hmm. So you got one, two, three. Mm-hmm. So I'm just sort of getting a sense that got to be a little compassionate mm-hmm. about that, mm-hmm. about that entity, mm-hmm. and what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And we start there. Mm-hmm. Start with breakup, rehab, and um, the piece that I am aware of is that hardly anybody. Mm-hmm. until maybe a couple of years into the relationship, mourns the passing of their single life. Oh, wow. Right? I never thought of that. No one necessarily mourns that time of like where it's just quiet in the mornings and you don't have mm. this snoring person next to you mm. or you're not dealing, looking at tampons in the garbage or, you know, whatever. You just, just that kind of spaciousness of uh of the simplicity there is there is a simplicity yeah. to single life and no one i can't say no one but it's not immediate that you mourn the passing of that right it sometimes it takes time into the relationship and and this is a real key component in something i teach is can you be alone together can you still be your individual selves and be together when you leave your single life, mm-hmm. no, hardly anyone mourns that piece. I know, but every really, everyone mourns the separation from the other, from the relationship, right? Um, and but there are some that celebrate it, right? To return to that 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 new spaciousness, um, and I go into deeper elements of that in the in in breakup rehab. Mm-hmm. I also want to open this up a little bit bigger than just the book then okay. and yeah. and really offer to people to say that uh this is something uh, we've been talking about creativity mm-hmm. whether you play music or you write or you dance or you're a graffiti artist or you're a school teacher or whatever or you're a genius with numbers whatever your um craft is whatever your calling is you know the feeling of when it moves through you yes Right when it's just like this is it. I'm, I'm in the flow. I'm in the yes. flow, and that's how. Um, so, so breakup rehab came to me as sort of uh, part of the momentum that was already in my life because I started the path of being a counselor mm. and getting my master's um, from Naropa University. Shout out to my alma mater. <laughs> yeah. And Naropa is a Buddhist-founded school, so it's one of the few that's really incorporating mindfulness mm-hmm. um, into psychology. Like, and we know through the Chopra Institute, Deepak Chopra's Institute, and a lot of different studies, just how important meditation is. And so Naropa was on the cutting edge when I was going there and getting my master's. And then way before Naropa... 
I had this very particular day, you know how everybody has their like coming out stories, right? Where their aha moments where it was like, aha, I'm not supposed to be a lawyer. I'm supposed to be a roadie or aha, I'm gay or aha, I want to be part of the clergy, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> right? I feel like the clergy would be more shocking than anything else these days. Um, whatever your aha moment was, my aha moment was like, I'm psychic. <gasps> Whoa. And so um, the short story of that is that I was in undergrad. We were having a new student days and they're like, we need someone to read poems just as entertainment, right? So they had the bouncy castle for 21 year olds. So we had a bouncy castle, South Dakota. Okay, let's just get the mindset right. (laughs) But they were progressive enough to say we need a palm reader. I was on the council. I was like, I'll do it. And they set up this tent. They gave me bad Walmart makeup and a scarf to put on my head <laughs> and some folding chairs. And people came in and I was looking at their palms and I knew a little enough uh, to be able to be like, this is your lifeline, your love line, your career line, your spiritual line, how many kids you might have. But by the third person, didn't have to look at their hands anymore. I just kind of knew. I was just sort of like, why are you even here? You don't want to be here. You want, you're pleasing your mom by being, being here. Or some girl was like, a poet and super sensitive, but she was just showing up in this place where she was letting herself be used by guys. And it was just like, Mm. that was the definitive moment uh, that I knew was intuitive. And then this moment right now in my life, it was sort of like crescendo moment. I've got breakup rehab to really help support people. And I'm passionate about this passionate. I love to be able to like, guide people through these steps. Um, The intuitive component mixed with the counseling component. So all the, the normal disorders that we talk about otherwise known as cray cray, (laughs) there will be a dictionary. We'll just put a, we'll just put a list of what these words mean in their show notes, right? (laughs) Yeah. Now I'm going to go look them up. Oh, you'll help me. Yeah. I'm sure. We'll just add a link to Urban Dictionary and everybody will be fine. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. And um and the other the other thing that's upcoming is I'm gonna take this act on the road. Yay. Yeah. So hopefully next year it'll be uh my truck, my dog, my camper, and different spiritual spots around America and maybe non spiritual spots that are about to be spiritual because Rebecca Freedom's coming. <laughs> now I feel like playing like coming to America. You know, the I do know it very well. <laughs> Neil Diamond. Yeah, I feel like coming I, to America. Yeah, I feel like I should like theme song that now. Um I, I'd put it on the podcast, but they'd tear it up they'd yeah. tear the show down. Yeah. Can't do that. Yeah. But you could sing it. Go for it. Yeah. No. But I Well, I, that's not a part of what you do. Listen, I think that God gave me a list of like talents in heaven. Yeah. And he was like, <laughs> on one side was like singing as like the only talent. And the other side, there was like 20 other oh, yeah. things. Yeah. And I was like, I'll go with 20 other things. But then I get here and I'm like, why can't I sing? They're like, <laughs> he's like, you can write. You're freaking intuitive. You're like, you're a go getter, but you're pissed you can't sing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I do know. And how many of us are like that? How many of us are like that? Especially in well, that's what that's yeah. what showers are for. For showers, yeah, to sing in shower. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I've, I've, I thought you meant like baby showers. I was like, I just bust into people's baby showers. I'm like, you having a baby? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and they're like, who is this person? Why, are they, why is she here? I think you ought to consider uh, connecting with the Nerdist. The Nerdist? Yeah, the comedy channel. Oh, yes. That would be something else that has come up a time or two is somehow sure. this, this thing called humor has descended upon my life it's a great way to get it <laughs> yeah it's a great way to yeah you know, get it yep from time to time so here we are in the middle of podcast number two and i want to do what i always do is invite people to come into this moment to just pause and notice how you're feeling if you're Thinking about your ex, not thinking, wanting to think about them, listening to country music, being like, why am I listening to country music? About to pour yourself another glass of whiskey or whatever your poison is. Or if you're busy trying to be busy, whatever, just take a breath. Let's, let's, let's slow it down. Come into this moment. So love looks good on you. <laughs> That's what I want to say to, to people who just took a breath. Love looks good on you. And there's always just two choices, love or fear. Love or fear. So choose love. And if you don't know how, you can contact me <laughs> at www.transformnowcounseling.com com, which will soon be www.rebeccafreedom.com. So, ch-ch-ch-changes. <laughs> That's all I know of that song, too. That's what I got. Anything else? I, I hope people out there are getting that what's happening here uh-huh. is uh, we're definitely in this moment, and we really hope you are too. Yeah. And that there's hope. And if you're ready to take where you are, however you're feeling right now, and to transform that into something bigger, badder, better, juicier, juicier, exciting. And if you want to be that person, then listen to this again, share and reach out. I'm here. We're here. Love you so much. So, so much. And in two weeks, you have one more episode in you, correct? Oh yeah. So here we go. So it's around the corner into that powerful transformation. We teach people how to choose love. So exciting. I guess like this big, this big, like excited face. You can't see it, but this is like the crescendo moment, right? We're we're gonna Sherpa up the mountain. So first it was like down here in the valley of addiction, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like er, I'm just I'm in these these destructive places. And then you you get breakup rehab and you start to Sherpa up the mountain. <laughs> you know, you step by step up you go. And then we're gonna hit this low oxygen, high volume, exciting place 
called The Pinnacle, which is love and how to choose love. So that is coming soon. In about two weeks. In about two weeks. Yeah. Rebecca, thank you so much. I encourage people to go to alternativehealthtools.com, the podcast site. And uh, you can actually just go on the top uh, to episode listings, if this is like a year from the time that this was released, and just uh, go down and look for addiction. That was the first episode. Otherwise, you can search for Rebecca Freedom. Mm -hmm. All right. So until next time. Until next time. Much love. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs>